as my Dominic says. <laughs> All right. Um, so welcome, everybody. Um, today is number six of the fieldwork talks um, that we're doing. Um, and we're really happy to have Lorenzo Bordonaro here as our, as our guest. And he's indeed a guest himself in a way, um, because Lorenzo is going to be speaking um, from his residency and indeed showing us around, I hope, uh, Lorenzo, if that's possible. Um, so just to do a little bit of intro to Lorenzo, for those of you who haven't read the social media, although I pretty much think that all of you that are here will have read the social media and the email. Um, for our podcast listeners, um, who are indeed more than one, um, so Lorenzo is a really interesting um, artist and researcher who has a background in anthropology and you know serious ethnographic research in places like Cape Verde, in Portugal and in Brazil. But Lorenzo has also studied painting and drawing in Lisbon um, and has, is currently finishing a master's degree in sculpture um, at the Academy of Fine Arts in Lisbon. So I, what I find fascinating about Lorenzo is, um, like many of us here, his artistic practice is merging with um, anthropological questions and anthropological research projects. Um, projects which, as he says, are often rooted in a wider social reflexivity and indeed in political activism. Um, so we look forward to hearing from Lorenzo today about a very particular long-term um, I'm not sure the word that we'd like to use, Lorenzo, inter, trans, whatever, in relation to disciplinarity, but a home made by drawing is about um, a project that explores the human practice of dwelling as a symbolic and relational activity. I think that's probably enough to start with. Um, and so we welcome um, a presentation from Lorenzo. Um, please remember, Lorenzo, that for the listeners, you might um, need to do some descriptive um, identification of things as well, or, or we will <laughs> later. Okay. okay. Over to you. Um, okay. Thank you so much for um, inviting and, and to Jen and Maxine for spearheading this uh, these amazing uh, activities and projects and exhibitions. And um, uh, as, um, as Jen uh, just, just uh, reminded, I'm currently um, uh, an artist resident here in Cascais, which is a, a tiny city close to Lisbon. And um, the art residency I'm participating in is called Earth 351. That's in the background. You've got like a studio that I'm actually working in here uh, during my residency. And um, what I suggested, and, and I hope it will work in terms of timing, is basically I will give a short talk uh, showing a little bit uh, or my, my path in terms of, of, of my joint interest in anthropology and the art. And um, um, in second phase, I'd like to switch to my phone, uh, to my mobile, and just show you a little bit around the mess, which is my, my, my studio and um, some of the current projects I'm, I'm working that might exemplify a little bit uh, where I'm going. Um, well, I don't really know where I'm going, but uh, I'm, I, I could be very, very happy to share with you some of the uh, things I'm doing and of the things I'd like to do. So um, I will um, start straight away with, with, with the presentation part. I'm trying to share my, my screen here. I would like to uh, go back in time a little bit um to um some of my 
um, and later um, purely anthropological research. And um, these had to do with um, informal dwelling. Basically, I started this kind of, of uh, research uh, initially in Brazil. Then I moved to uh, Cape Verde. Uh, what really fascinated me uh, initially, I was I was working really on 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 on, uh, on the um, uh, on periphery and 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 uh, informal dwelling in uh, in uh, in cities in Brazil and in Cape Verde, and I basically came uh, bumped into something which I wasn't expecting and just, uh, really fascinated. Me. Uh, which uh, was uh, specifically the way actually we're building a house. So um, as you probably, most of you uh, know, uh, this place are squats, so uh, um, illegal occupation of space. And, and people actually start um, squatting, occupying this place and making their, 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 their houses um, with um, uh, refurbished wood or, or whatever they found. And I think this was very fascinating. I started taking a lot of pictures, uh, initially because I liked the aesthetic quality of it. And then I started thinking about what uh, um, this kind of constriction meant in terms of the relationship people were actually establishing with that place. And as you see, the, 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 the constructive technique is very simple. I'm moving forward just to show you a glimpse of the aesthetic quality and of the construction technique that's actually put in place. And here we're in Cape Verde, I've been working uh, for several years in Praia, the capital city of Cape Verde, where similar construction are actually built. Uh, and you can see actually how this assemblage of, of remnants of woods or refurbished would actually make a place, make a house with everything actually they um, found available. Um, I, I started being much more interested actually in, in, uh, in the way people were building their house. And uh, in, I, I started expanding my interest in, in, uh, in, in a local architecture, if, if you can call that. And I started finding interesting examples of vernacular architecture, especially during my, my master uh, in sculpture at the, uh, at the Academy of Fine Arts. And uh, as I, I, I've been traveling several times to Amazonia and Brazil, uh, I found several examples that were absolutely fascinating. Uh, these are, uh, this is a Shapuno, this is a, a Yanomama collective uh, building. And what really fascinated me was the way actually these, these buildings were built in forest and they actually were kind of drawing a circle in the forest, like limiting a human space within a nature space. This contrast, uh, which is also uh, um, the building of a relationship between a human space and a non-human space was something that really attracted my interest. These are other examples of Shabon. And as you see, the inside of the place is a shared space. So people are actually living in this, in this, in this area, everyone in, in his uh, corner, but it's a collective uh, building. And I also find very interesting the way uh, Ribeirinhos, which are uh, people living on, uh, on, the, on the Amazon River, were actually building their houses. And most of them are built on stilts, like these ones.
And what I actually found extremely interesting in this, uh, in this, um, uh, in this way of building, this way of making home, was specifically the way uh, these places, these, these, these buildings were, in the first instance, were self-built. And the second instance, they uh, established a specific relationship with the environment, with, um, uh, with the place where these uh, structures were built. And this drew my interest and, and brought back something from, from anthropology. As, as, as Jen was, was mentioning, I, I had an initial um, training in anthropology. I did my, my master and PhD in anthropology. And I um, later started being much more interested in, in, in art and contemporary art. And I'm, I'm actually moving from one discipline to the other, and I've been moving from one discipline to the other. And I'm presently at a moment when I'm, I'm trying to bring some of the concepts of anthropology, some of those that actually interest me, into my practice as an artist. Uh, as you will see, I, I actually work in a field which is a triangulation between um, sculpture, architecture, and anthropology. And I will show you uh, why I'm, I'm actually trying to, 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 to position myself within these three uh, areas. Um, what actually uh, was, was interesting to me uh, in, in anthropology, just to respond to, to my, my interest and my fascination uh, uh, for this kind of building techniques, for the kind of way of, 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 uh, of inhabiting a place, is um, what can be called dwelling perspective. Yes, there is, there is a kind of um, father of the dwelling perspective, which is philosopher uh, Martin Heidegger, which actually wrote this famous essay, one of his later essays, which is precisely building, dwelling, thinking, where he makes a distinction between building and dwelling, just separating the two activities. Like, I mean, dwelling is not simply just building uh, a house in a place, is something prior. So establishing a relationship with a place and after that you actually build something. And this is something very interesting because anthropologist Tim Ingle, for example, um, draw on this concept uh, quite a lot in, in several of his books. And what, what is fascinating to me is precisely the way this kind of architecture, this kind of, of, of vernacular architecture establish a relationship with the environment, which is something new to me especially new uh, in comparison to the way we actually live, inhabit at our places, our houses in traditional architecture in our cities. So basically what, what, what I'm, I'm, I'm exploring is um, what does it mean to actually dwell? What, what, what kind of, 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 of relationship do we, can we establish um, with, the, with the environment through the act of dwelling? And um, I'm increasingly researching um, how different kind of building technique, how different kinds of uh, architecture technique uh, underwrites different way of dwelling, of open up to different way of dwelling, which is something fascinating to me because it, it actually managed to, uh, to put together um, the, the, the more existential side of my project, which is how do I want to live, basically, and where do I want to live, with, with something which is very practical and is very concrete. It is what kind of, of, of uh, house uh, do I want to build? So the act of building a house is something which uh, rhymes or is, it goes together very well with the act of dwelling itself. So different buildings, 
different kind of dwelling, different kind of dwelling, different kind of lifestyles. Um, so I, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm currently working on this uh, on this line and um, exploring different way of building. I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm really fascinating by um, the theoretical and, 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 and the practical possibility of self-building. And I'm working in, in several, um, on several techniques or in, 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 in bio constructions and, and others uh, self-building techniques. Um, but I, I'm, the, 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 the conceptual core of all this is basically that I think the way we actually build, uh, the way we actually um, make, and I, I particularly stress the, 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 the verb make our house um, underwrites a specific and different way of actually dwelling in the world. So the act of making itself is something which is fascinating to me because uh, it, 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 it brings me back to a concrete um, dimension, which is the act of making itself. And making is something which is uh, so important and so central for the way we actually engage with the phenomenological world. So there is this huge strain uh, of, of uh, phenomenological anthropology, to mingle one among others, that actually draw attention uh, on the practice of making something which is uh, crucial, which is primal, fundamental, in the way we actually create a meaningful relationship with the environment. So uh, I think that the, the, the house of making a house, making a home, is something as a symbol to me in my own practice, because uh, it's a way actually I can and I foresee different way to engage uh, with the phenomenological world. And there's obviously, there is a, 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 um, uh, two layers here. One is obviously my own existential uh, um, process. The other one uh, has to do with a wider social and ecological issue, which is how can we actually uh, modify or change the way we actually dwell in this world in, in a time when, when it, and it's obviously uh, quite clear to everyone that the way we're I've been dwelling in this planet till now is not sustainable. So different kind of building, different kind of practice of making our homes and different kind of making us more sustainable on this planet. Um, uh, currently, I'm, 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 I'm here and I'm developing uh, um, a few projects on um, uh, exploring and learning um, one specific um, building technique, which is um, boot framing. And um, this is basically what I'm trying to do here. And all the things I will show you uh, is uh, some of them are more conceptual works. Some of them are really practical. Some of them are training fields. So I, I will show you a little bit around and, and just to have you a glimpse of what I'm actually doing and what I actually want to do. Um, last thing is that my, my practice as an artist is not separate from my um, uh, my existential choices. So the actual uh, need to find a way to conceive different way of dwelling responds to my own personal need to find my own personal way to live differently. So I'm very much into tiny house movements, off-grid uh, living movements. And I think this is very interesting and it's actually something which is raising a lot in the last years. 
um, and uh, which which indicates also the search for alternative way of staying on this planet, of being in the world in, in phenomenological terms. So um, I um, initially I've been working with, uh, with 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 this kind of material, which is a, a cotton rope, starting to build. Uh, uh, these structures, which were uh, shelters of, of uh, heavens, more symbolic in ways, occupying space and making space home in a way, then occupying gallery spaces with, with the same technique. And the idea was actually creating a sense of closed space, a sense of home. Then I later passed exploring others, example of vernacular architecture, for example, like these ones. And you see here, when I was saying that I actually moving at the, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a triangulation between architecture or vernacular architecture in this space, contemporary art and anthropology. This, this is actually a mixture of the three because um, the, the, the structure itself was inspired by um, those uh, buildings that I showed you of people actually living on the on the on the shores of the Amazon River, and and you see the the the, the picture at the end is is basically a picture of of the Amazonian rainforests. Let's see other glimpses, and I started working with 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 other kind of building, massive and and, and bigger ones like these ones. And again, here um, you can see actually the the the, the, the the tentative to engage in, in a, or to conceive um, buildings or structures that are sculptures, but at the same time, there are uh, buildings that are osmotic to, uh, to the, the outer environment. Even when, when, when the natural environment is within or makes part of the building itself. So I very rapidly, because I'm afraid I've been talking too much, I will try to switch to my mobile and see if I can bring you around like a couple of minutes more. Don't worry, that'd be great. So I will join the Zoom meeting here on my mobile and see what happens. Hi, so you're now from on your mobile, Lorenzo, and you're going to show us your atelier. I cannot, we cannot hear you, unfortunately. Uh, it looks like you might have to accept uh, to join with audio or something like this. Yes, now it should be working. Ah, you have to unmute yourself and we're done. Uh, yeah, you're not still not unmuted. You're still muted. Yes. Try now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Now we can hear you. Okay. okay. Yes. Great. Sorry for this. So um, as, I, as I was telling you, I'm, I'm working right now on a specific building technique, which is called wood framing, which is very effective. And it's fascinating, actually. Simple and... Um, 
Can I switch? Okay. So basically, this is the space I'm working. And uh, this is a conceptual part of it. As you can see, many of the pictures that I actually show you, some of the drawings and pictures and stuff. And uh, I'm presently building this tiny house here, which is built with this, uh, which is uh, quite a simple technique, which is called wood framing. That's a, very, that's a very tiny house. Um, I, you want yeah, to live inside? Kind of that's a, you want to live inside at some point? Or? No, no, no. This is a kind of experiment because I never used this technique before. So I'm trying actually to see how it works and, and if I'm able to do that. And it's turning out it is quite simple actually. I'm, I'm, I'm working right now on the wood on the, on the roof structure. You see the, 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 the wood rafter here. And I would like you to show something more uh, amusing. So you can have a walk around here at R351. This is a, which is something more uh, symbolic, which is a maquette. Uh, maybe we might have lost Lorenzo a little bit. Yeah, it's back. Okay, so now we have a beautiful garden. Yes, uh, this is the outer space where I'm planning to build something here in the, yeah. in the following months. And um, this is kind of uh, amusement, which is a kind of a conceptual idea of, of a tree house. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, you're playing with perspective also. And this, this is the same technique, so wood framing. It basically is the skeleton of, of an imagined um, building on a tree, obviously a tiny one. Um, pictures of this for the blog, otherwise our listeners would be disoriented. Oh, thank you, it was, it was really interesting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going back to my room. And how long have you been in this uh, residency? Is it a program that you are uh, part of for uh, a few months or a few weeks? Two more months. And are you living uh, on the premises? Two more months. Are you living there on the premises? And do you have colleagues there? Is it uh, a nice environment? No, no, no because um, as I live in Lisbon, I'm actually commuting from one place to the other, uh, from my home to to this place. Okay, so I, I'm trying to, to join again on, on my laptop, which is easier. So I'm disconnecting from here and coming yes. back in a second. Thanks. Do you have anything more that you want to add, or are we good to open to questions? No, you can you can open to questions. As, as I, I really thank you for this opportunity because even to myself is a way actually to reorganize ideas. Mm -hmm. And as I've not been giving talks or, or writing papers about my stuff, which I'm very happy of, um, it also has the the the, uh, the negative aspect that I actually not really organizing my, 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 my process here. I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, making a lot and, and, and trying to make more than thinking. 
which is something I, I, I was very much looking for when I moved away from the academia, per se, which is something that actually was really uh, constraining for me at some time. Yeah, and I think there's definitely a question in there. Some people make work on the premise that creativity, creative practice, and the analytical um, side is are, are different things or require different ways of, of being. And certainly I'm particularly interested in how we connect the theoretical ideas, of course, which your work is full of, dwelling perspectives, notion of assemblage, really important questions about the politics of sustainability and how we talk about that. But my first question for you, Lorenzo, might be um, just to bring it right back to this notion of field work and how you work is a simple one, but maybe not so simple. Um, what is the connection between the sort of experimental three-dimensional drawing with uh, with a material like a thread, mm -hmm. or um, I'm not sure exactly what the what the whether it was a natural material or not that, that you. Oh yeah, what well, it was cotton. Okay, so with that, oh, okay, so there's a politics of cotton too, of course. But so so, what's the connection, um, if there is one, between that sort of work, which is more firmly in the realms of um, perhaps architectural process and pedagogy, but really contemporary art um, interventions into space. And then this other shift towards a more conceptual engagement through making of the concept of a home. Like, is there something that you think is important there in relation to the, anything, but also in yeah. relation to the question of yeah. yeah, thank you for, 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 for the question. Actually, there is, there is a split connection because this uh, the, 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 the work I was doing with, with, with Red Threads that you show in your exhibition was the initial phase of actually my whole process. So uh, th th that's why the, the, the project itself uh, is called Homemade by Drawing. Uh, basically what I was doing at that time was trying to uh, work with space uh, and create space, space uh, through a, a simple uh, definition of of, uh, of linear, of lines, basically. Um, what, what I actually was doing was, uh, in a way, um, domesticating space through uh, a way of building a, 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 um, uh, a kind of impermanent architecture. Um, so basically the two things goes together because that one in that project as well, I was trying and was looking for ways to make home of a space. So the, the question is always the same. I mean, how do we actually make home of a space? And the, 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 the name of the project, A uh, Home Made by Drawings, comes precisely from that. I mean, I do believe that actually that project and the, the things that I'm doing right now in the fields of, of contemporary art are both ways of actually exploring the practice of dwelling itself. So are both ways through which I make home. So in a, there are more, um, maybe in my later works, it's more clear the connection with uh, classical ideas of construction, because I use um, different kind of materials, but the conceptual uh, idea uh, on the background is exactly the same. I mean, how do we actually make uh, a whole out of the environment we live in and in, in which way and how can it be sustainable and it, does it have to be permanent or can be something like uh, temporary architecture for example which is something I'm also very much interested to, into and I didn't have the time to talk about that but I think there is there, there is something very interesting here in if, if we start thinking about um, 
the idea that making a home or building something does not have to be uh, necessarily something permanent. I mean, the idea of home does not imply stability per se. We can think about home as something which is uh, more nomadic in a sense, more something that, that is temporary and rise and goes back and rise in another place, which is something very interesting to me. Also, I mean, the, the informality of the building that I actually explored in my initial research in anthropology is something very interesting as I expect. I mean, those houses are not permanent houses. I mean, they are meant to stand there for like one year, then they will disappear gradually, like the Shapuno of the Yanomami. Yeah. But it's also a question of material. Um, I don't want to extend my, this section too much, but I think there's definitely something very important about about materials and 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 also perhaps the relationship between the, the idea of permanence and impermanence, as, as you say. But 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 mostly, I'm drawn to the question of material and if that changes anything. Um, let's open it out. Um, we have uh, we have a bunch of people here, all with really different backgrounds and interests. So let's see where the conversation goes, if someone would like to jump in at this point. I'm sure the three of us can keep going, but it would be really nice if there was uh, anything that anyone was like would like to ask. I can see that Carolina has a question. Hi, Hi yeah. Carolina, welcome. Hi, Hi Lorenzo. So nice okay. to see you. So nice to see you. Nice to see you again. Again. And I have some, some questions as well. Um, one of it is about the, the materials and how, it, as well as, as Jen uh, put it, but I'd like to hear how you, you bring um, the inspiration of the materials you see and, and in your field work because the, the, wood, the wood framing is a bit different of the materials you see in Amazonia or in Cape Verde by the photos you, you showed us. How you, how you bring this, uh, this materiality of the houses? Uh, I was curious about that. And another thing is about um, the local you choose to put your work in because it is really different to see the houses inside uh, colonial uh, buildings. And it brings, it brought to me a dimension of the coloniality and, and this, uh, this relation between your, your information about the, the, your fieldwork and, and the locals you, you went and you were inspired of. And, and, and the buildings in Portugal, you chose to, to put that, that, uh, that, that uh, buildings inside. And it was really uh, curious. And I, I was curious about that. And I, I'd like to, to hear you a bit more on that. Okay. If, if it was a question. Yeah, it is, definitely. Yeah, I'd like to hear about, uh, more about that. Yeah, well, in terms of materials, um, I'm actually trying to um, employ um, materials that are available. Um, so um, I'm not actually replicating 
the barracks aesthetic here in Lisbon because I don't have access to this material. And it wouldn't make sense to me also uh, to replicate simply a barrack or a Ribeirinho uh, house here in Lisbon. What I'm actually interested more uh, is um, what kind of, of different conception, different relationship, uh, those specific um, way of life, way of building can open up to us. So uh, if you want to, uh, it's something much more connected to a concept of the formalization of the building itself, rather than the specific use of materials. Uh, I, I really love to use materials that are alive in every place. That's why, for example, in the, when I did the first um, works I did with a, with a red rope, I chose a red rope basically because very low cost and was available in every Chinese shop here in Lisbon. So I hadn't mind actually to buy wood or to search for wood. I hadn't had space to, to build anything. So I basically used materials that were available to me. And which I think is basically the same logic that, um, that is behind the, the logic of building of a, a barrack itself. Even if barracks, as I learned when I was carrying out my Brazil, my, my research in Brazil, all the wood is basically both. So it's something quite 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 interesting in this respect as well. But in a way, uh, I, 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 I don't want to replicate an aesthetic and I want to build a barrack in Lisbon. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in what what kind of idea, what kind of different relationship with the environment does this kind of building on the right? Um, as as um, the, 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 the material I'm using here, obviously, is a boat wood, so it doesn't have anything to do neither with barracks nor with Liberinius communities. Um, I'm basically exploring here something, which is a building technique, which I hope to replicate. And I think it's something very interesting because it's something you can do by yourself. And the actual building your own house. Uh, I, I did experiments also with bioconstruction, for example, with earthbags. I'm building house with earthbags, as you know, uh, which is also a, a fascinating technique that I actually uh, exploring and 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 learning. Um, as to the second question, um, I basically don't have any building. Uh, here in, in, in uh, any, any structure, any installation here in Lisbon. Uh, the first one, the one with the, with the picture of the Amazon was in a chapel, which was in the, um, in the Academy of Fine Art itself. So that was the space that actually I had to carry out my work. Um, the place where we are actually staying here is, is a former primary school. So uh, it doesn't really uh, have a connection with the things that I'm actually doing. That's basically the place where I have the opportunity to carry out my project. And um, obviously, the one that you see in the background uh, is, is a kind of experiment, something that I'm, I'm doing. And I hope to learn, and I'm learning a lot by doing in terms of how, what does it mean actually to build a house? And which is something absolutely fascinating, the way actually you change perspective on, on building and on dwelling itself, once you have to actually think about how do you build your own house, um, which, is, which is fascinating in a way, it opens up a lot of, uh, of issues and questions about uh, where, how, sustainability, resources, and but this is something, it's, this is really something which will happen in the future, so I'm not building this house right now to, to be living in it.
Lorenzo, a question suddenly came to my mind, if I can ask, in as an extension of that that conversation in response to Carolina, if that's okay. Um, and it's not not intended to be critical in any way. It's just a pure thought. Um, house building, especially of the vernacular variety, it might also be an ignorant question from me, but surely it tends to be really a collective process. Um, or maybe it's not. And, and are you finding any tension with the kinds of frameworks for contemporary art, such as the solo man does a residency in X place, with the sort of um, engagement you might find in your own building projects for your own home and or the projects that you learn about through anthropological research in different in different places, which surely involve processes that are you know, making processes which which complexly and collectively engage um, different communities and their environments, less of a solo endeavor. So can you, can you, what's your thoughts on that? No, it is, it is a good question, actually. And, and the vernacular architecture is is, is the, the, the term we use to, to indicate, you know, traditional or, or local architectures. Uh, some of them are collective, some of them are not. The Shabono, obviously, is not just a house. This is not a hut. It's basically a village. So basically, the building of it, of this kind of building, is collective, and the the, the, the way that actually people live there is is is, is a way, is a is a logic of shared space. Um, in um, in my own project, I've been working uh, by myself till now. Um, which is not something um, which is something that happened basically um, but it was meant to be um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not actually um, very fond of the idea of the artist working by himself like having this creative idea and carrying out uh, the, the project by himself and um, I think I'm very much open to a collaborative project in this sense, in terms of, of sharing, you know, the burden of construction. And one of the um, research uh, building techniques I actually uh, learning and exploring, which is bioconstruction, both with cove or with airbags, is something which is generally produced in collectivity because it's 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 a lot of work actually. And uh, it's very interesting, actually, how there are a lot of communities. There's something fascinating that is gathering around the world, Portugal in particular, in Brazil, of people actually gathering together to build somebody's house. And this is a kind of sharing economy because the people actually join again and build another people's house. And um, it's 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 something interesting. Um, it doesn't make it a, a participatory. Uh, participatory uh, um, participatory, how do you say that in English? Please help me. Participatory. Thanks a lot. That one project. Oh, we got it. <laughs> uh, um, but this is something which which um, which happens quite a lot. It, it, it didn't happen in my own project because I'm still in a very initial phase in terms of actually building a place. I've been of my own place. Uh, I've been doing several installations, but they were meant to be. Um, Temporary, in a way. Thanks a lot for asking. There's a chat here. Do I have to? Now there is a video shared by Christelle. 
maybe Kestel would like to tell us more about what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, would you like to? Oh, it just, it's just a small, it's, it came to my mind because he's speaking a lot of about houses and also you just mentioned very quickly that you are interested in off-grid living and um, tiny house. So that's something I would like to learn, um, to hear more about, but this one was, um, this artist lived a lot um, in some squat and he did this video about house houses. Uh, I don't like this, his work now, but that was an old work and I think it's a very good one. So I just share. And but the, I, name I of this, the name of this artist is, um, is Augustin Augustin Rebetes. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. And if you want to speak a little bit more about uh, the relationship uh, with your connection to off-grid living tiny houses, do you live inside tiny houses or stuff like that? Do you build that's, tiny houses for yourself as well? That's, that's the plan. I mean, the, that's the what I'm planning actually. I'm trying and I'm, I'm looking for, uh, for a place to build actually. And um, this is this is why I say that the existential part of my project is not disconnected from the, the practical, artistic, and research part of it. I mean, it's something that I I I, I don't see it as two separate um, activities in my own life. I mean, I, what I'm doing is basically what I want to do, and the way actually I'm I'm trying to conceive my living in the future years. Uh, this is why uh, I, I I make a strict connection in my in my in my work between. Um, the practice of dwelling and the practice of living, like different dwellings, different kind of living. And I think it's very interesting the way actually the two things goes together, at least in my mind, I don't know. But um, uh, shifting from, from, from living in an apartment, shifting from living in a build and a house that is built by somebody else to uh, um, a logic according to which you actually build your own place uh, according to specific um, requirements in terms of sustainability is something which is a shift, uh, a major shift in terms of the way you actually live. So uh, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating the way these, these two things go together. I think it's, it's quite timely for us to rethink the way we actually dwell, we actually live. So it's something which makes me very close to this off-grid uh, living movement for tiny houses and a lot of, of this experiential uh, way of living that are spread throughout the world. And maybe just because it's just an interest, it's not a critic, but I'm always thinking if you're connected, so you are connected so well your life with your art, why do you need to do art? So my question is if your life is art, so what is your purpose in doing, so showing something in an exhibition Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, when I, when I say that, I actually my 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 life project goes together with my art project. Uh, it means exactly that uh, at, at a point these two things won't be disconnected uh, uh, anymore. They will just overlap. And the way actually building things is 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 a way uh, of of turning art into a life practice. Um, I think that this, this, this is a constant uh, tension uh, which I would like to overcome. And I'm, I'm, I'm not actually into art as, as, uh, as an artist who want to uh, make a living 
out of selling his art or, or making his art as a separate thing from his life. Uh, what I'm actually trying to do is just putting the things together or just turning my art project in my life project. So the two things won't be disconnected anymore and, and there won't be probably an art project anymore. It will be just me, myself living basically. It's quite a topical, maybe that's what I'm, I'm looking for. Thank you very much, Christelle, for the question and, and Lorenzo. I would like to ask a question, maybe a, a little bit tricky because I think you didn't face enough difficulty in this talk, so maybe that's the tricky question. Um, so, yeah, my question is related to maybe exactly that, what we just said, were speaking about, like you collect, you connect your way of life to this way of making art and um, you connect it also to a certain phenomenology that is very, yeah, that is quite classical and um, phenomenology at this trouble that it always relates to one individual and the idea of, you know, it's the way the individual is seeing the world and, um, preferably a white dude <laughs> and it's like it's not just to say like um, that you're that you're a white dude because you are and you cannot change it probably but it's more related to the idea that maybe you might be flattening flattening uh, down lots of different things when you think that building a house and building your own house is the same for everyone everything in the world and when I see what you do with the lines and with this uh, this this um, this cotton cords that you buy at the Chinese shop, I have real difficulties to connect it to, to these pictures of, uh, of the Amazonian people because um, those are very, very different ways of, of dwelling and making with, with, with the world and being there. And they, are, they don't really decide to, to make a home for themselves there. And um, yeah, the concept of home, well, I don't want to go too far, you know, but it's just this, this idea of like, how, how do you really connect this act of imagination, which is very full of this uh, autonomy, this ideal of the auto autonomous individual, and also the same concept of freedom that, that you find in these cabins and all this architect architectural porn that you can see in all these books, you know, how do you connect this, this, this very individually minded uh, idea of dwelling to, to these other pictures that you've shown to us and to this fieldwork you were doing in the favelas where people don't have a choice of making a house there. So this is this is a more, but it's just a provocation. No? But I would like you to to answer this oh, and you. just a hint. Is I think I think maybe the work of Arturo Escobar and really like connecting to this pluriverse and taking very seriously that uh, that you cannot flatten up anything and that it's never only this. So yeah, it's just it's it's uh, it's a bundle of <laughs> stuff. But yeah, please, I would like to listen to you. No, no. Thank you so much for for, for your question. I, I accept all provocation, and uh, I'm 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 pretty aware that actually I I I'm actually moving from from uh, um, from anthropological uh, issues. I mean, when I was working on barracks, I was actually working with with, with specific people in in, in in a specific field, and I'm 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 using maybe in in in, in a way which is. Um, um, anthropologically and politically not correct. I'm moving from from uh, this specific way of dwelling to a project which is very personal. I, I do agree with you completely. So I'm not actually comparing the way I'm 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 thinking about building my own structures or thinking my function uh, um, the function that I, I imagine art can have in terms of making home in the world. I'm not actually 
uh, overlapping, and I'm not thinking that those people living in barracks or those people living in the Riverinos are actually building according to the same logics. What fascinated me in those buildings in, the, in, the, in that way is basically what, what, what uh, Ingle would call the dwelling perspective. I mean, how actually people build their house in that place and how this is actually response to a specific relationship to that environment. Obviously, they are not free to build a skyscraper if they want to, or or the, the architectural pool cabin, as as you as as you, as you said. But still, um, those uh, buildings and those houses built on steel respond to a specific necessity in terms of the relationship with the environment, and it is a model. It is something that is built and replicated most mostly in the same way across uh, several countries along the river. So it is fascinating actually how the building culture is actually something which is shared in a way and responds to specific necessity in terms of environment and availability of the materials, which is something obviously which is very constricted in terms of creativity and imagination, I guess. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm not saying that I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking that the pictures I show were actually starting points for me to actually gather something, some concepts and some ideas that are actually bringing back into my own work, into my own practice, into my own, uh, wishes in terms of how I want to live. So um, it is obviously completely different. See, I'm, I'm not seeing myself as a, or someone living in the barracks or someone living in the Riverino. I'm just fascinated by the way actually those people build their houses. And I'm trying to see how some of the concepts on the ideas that are underlying this, 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 this way of staying in the world can actually be brought to my own work and to my own personal path. So, but thank you very much for your for, for, for insight. It was very illuminating. I, and I, it was such an interesting uh, provocation, and I think probably gets at the roots of some of the polit the politics of phenomenological underpinnings of being being and making that are definitely in in Tim Ingold's work and are addressed in different ways about the the, the tension between the individual and others. Um, uh, sorry, that's such a brief summarizing, but I did note that both Savvy and Janine had hands up um, right about the same time. And I just think it would be still wonderful to know what your thoughts were, even if it is a, not a continuation, but just to kind of collect those other responses um, to the conversation. Um, whilst also noting that we are hoping to pick up all this, um, everything that, that, that emerges in these discussions. Um, in other forms that it will take, however, however that will emerge. So would either of you like to just, um, or anyone else, of course, but you two first, um, like to just give a comment or question, whatever, share whatever thoughts were on your mind? Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you, Lorenzo, for this uh, really fascinating talk and for sharing your wonderful work with us. Uh, actually, my question was going in the same direction as Maxime's, but maybe to um, to still point to another uh, to another aspect of home. I actually like very much this idea of taking the permanence away from home and kind of deconstructing the, the term that we use uh, usually. But I wonder what is staying actually? Um, I mean, how would you describe home? What, I'm, I'm not asking you for a clear definition actually, but I'm, I'm wondering what is this notion of home if it is not permanence? Is there some kind of belonging, some kind of uh, relating to the place? And this is maybe connected to another thought that uh, there's this idea that everything, the whole world is all the time in movement. So also these things that we perceive as structures are just moving quite slowly. So that we um, call them like sedimented movement or something like structure and the change or the practice is just 
just uh, yeah faster. So it's actually the difference in velocity, but not uh, one thing being static and the other not uh, and the other moving. So yeah, this was just going on in my mind. Thank you very much. Can I can I reply? No. Super quick, but yes. Yeah. Um, basically. Uh, um, well, I, I, I will reply in a very poetic fashion. Uh, um, uh, to me, home is basically a drawing. We actually draw on the work. So it is something which is, um, uh, it's, it's a way of poetic dwelling in the world. So it's a way of establishing a relationship uh, of, of creating meaning to, uh, in, this, in, this, uh, in creating this relationship through making. So drawing is basically a metaphor for, draw, for, for making. Yeah, I, or, I replied to you, but you can write to me. And I that's can. a lovely, a lovely thought to, to sort of hold hold with. And you know, every time we do these, we do think, okay, it's been sixty minutes. Are we going to? Keep, but we're not. We're going to be. I think we're going to be tight on it. Um, and we like to end, um, with in that way. But but Savvy, did you also want to um add your voice into the conversation briefly? Yeah, no, I think it was somewhat in response to what you had brought up about this like collective imagination and 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 also of course relates to what Janine just asked, but in a different context, I just was curious as to like how, if at all, you do distinguish between the idea of a home and a house, because um, I think that it becomes quite interesting to then study like what, what are the parameters with which one constructs a house, which we've been discussing and, and how that shifts when we talk about a home. Uh, to some extent, and and I mean, like when when you're speaking of structurally, like not being in a permanent space, it resonates quite a bit with nomadic cultures from across the world, of course. But the idea of a home, at least in some of those communities that I've had the chance to work with, really um, sort of transgresses this like physical space beyond just the structural imagination or like creation of yourself but like the environment that you have a grasp of in one sense and and then how we sort of like build or occupy that space and and i mean this is of course like very close to my like work currently also in some way but um but yeah so i was just curious if there is um any scope for conversation with you there but thanks a lot for your presentation thank, thank, thank you so much obviously there's this is the profound distinction between home and the house you no know? and, and 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 i think that the, the basic distinction goes i mean house is building and home is dwelling and this is what what actually is lies at the, at the, at the bottom of my, my my whole project in a way and um relating to what you were just saying and really fascinating the way actually you can build a home outside your house which is precisely the way you were actually talking about the extension you know of this drawing that i call home well beyond the actual building structure that you call a house i will stop because otherwise jen kills me <laughs> not immediately but she can she can do it with her mind she no, can focus no 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 much. i know i know you will just stop recording and then she will kill me <laughs> i think we want this on I, tape <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs>
thank you thank you thank you um i love to i actually do love to end end with questions and and hope that we that we, that we pick them up together in different configurations um i'm going to pass to max to uh, do the the radio the closing. Oh, closing. Yeah. people yeah. thank you once again for joining today it was wonderful to have you here so please keep tuned in and please add your name to the Antarct list this way you will never lose a second of our talks so next week we oh it's actually it's not next week i think it's in two weeks from now we will be welcoming the wonderful natalia miodragovic she's a, an architect and she will be ha having along another architect architect um, uh, friend and um, so this will be a perfect connection with the with the talk that we had today uh, because we're going to speak also about light architecture and uh, light architecture made by other than human, uh, more than human, because we're going to speak about fungi, mushrooms, and houses made by mushrooms. Fantastic. So thank you very much for joining today. And <laughs> stay with us. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you, Max. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Look forward to next time. <laughs>